Thank you for listening to the Starburns Audio Podcast Network. We have so many great comedy shows to add to your playlist. Just last week on Starburns Audio, on Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast, Gilbert and Frank are joined by the legendary Alan and Adam Arkin. On The Untold Hour, Jessica Chobot and Andrew Bowser are joined by Connor Gosell, the man behind the Haunted Historian Instagram account. On Small Doses, Amanda Seals is going full cancer season this week, talking about the side effects of feelings. This week on Profiles and Eccentricity, an interview with Bill & Ted creators Chris Matheson covering his new book, His Famous Father, and Time Travel's Most Excellent Adventurers. On That Black Ass Show, W. Kamau Bell, writer, comedian, and host of CNN's United Shades of America, joins Dulce Sloan in celebrating Spike Lee's 1992 film, Malcolm X. Search Starburns Audio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcast platform for a full list of our shows, featuring hosts like Shane Moss, Miss Pat, and the Scholar Brothers. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Starburns Audio. Enjoy the show, and remember, stay safe, stay healthy, and keep laughing. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 8989 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 8989. Enjoy! You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey, we are back with Roastmaster General Jeffrey Ross talking about one of the biggest battles in the history of Roast Battle. I'm here with Pat Barker. What's up? Coach T. What up? And our interview is with the man who battled NBA sort of star, <laughs> Blake Griffin. <laughs> you know, he's star. a big star and he's a competitor. So I always knew that you know, if he got the right help and he had enough time to think about me, he, he could really uh, take me out. And, and there were a couple moments there where I was worried. <laughs> he came at you. Who challenged you in this thing? How did this even happen? Um, he challenged me on Twitter. <laughs> uh, he wrote on Twitter. And I'd known Blake socially. I'd seen him around. I know he was a big Rose fan. And he's a funny guy. I'd done yeah. stuff for his charity, uh, you know, videos and stuff. So I knew he had timing and a, a good sense of humor. And... And when you grow up in Oklahoma, half black, half white, and a redhead, <laughs> you develop a sense of humor, <laughs> right. or you have nothing, no friends, <laughs> you know, like, so, um, he challenged me, um, on Twitter, he said, Jeff Ross, 
why don't you try roast battling someone your own weight for a change? <laughs> so it was shots fired right away on social media. And uh, I thought about it. I was like, you know what? I do get jealous sometimes of the battlers. Um, it looks like more fun than watching or judging, uh-huh. which is really painful sometimes. And I'm sure battling is painful, but I'm hooked. I loved it. Yeah? Yeah, I want to really battle. Liked it? I want to battle more and more and more. Oh, I'm so Love glad, it. man. That was, what, that was my favorite moment of the season. I'm sorry. It might be one of my favorite moments of all the you roast said, battles. You said he had you nervous. What was the joke that made you nervous? You're like, oh, he might win this thing. Oh, he had a Clippers joke. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, shit. I remember that joke, actually. We both got fucked over by the Clippers. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeff is yeah. such a he was staring. He was shit. staring at my head. And he said, we both got fucked over by the Clippers. <laughs> that was a good one. I think, I, I think it was a knockout because I went down. <laughs> I remember going down on one joke. I think that was it. Yeah. You, had, you looked like you had such a good time doing it. Was that I really did. I, I had so much fun. It was uh, euphoric, you know. So it's like doing the, the celebrity roast, but you get to run around. Oh, okay. <laughs> like one thing that I don't love anymore about the celebrity roast is standing behind the podium like everybody else. Oh. When I'm used to ro- doing live speed roasts at music events and, and colleges and arenas all over the world, like I can move around, play the big room. And with the celebrity roasts, even Bruce Willis, as much fun as it is, and you got a big target there, but you're kind of married to that podium. Right. And now it's gotten to a point where I want to put on a show. Yeah. <laughs> and with the roast battle, I got to really work the room. I got to make a big entrance, yeah. and a wave, and the cheerleaders, and and um, and the music, Coach T. You know, you really, the Harlem Globetrotter feeling yeah. uh, vibe that you brought to it was serious and not serious at the same time. And I just, I loved it. Did you learn anything from this battle? I learned, I learned how hard it is. And, you know, I mean, I kind of knew. Here's what it is. I always knew how hard it was. I'd always say I can't imagine right. writing all these jokes and the pressure. And Benji Aflalo, early roast battler, said uh, it's like when a, when a joke hits, it's the best. But when a joke misses, it's like falling backwards through an open window. <laughs> <laughs> um and I feel like I got a feel, you know, of exactly what goes into a great battle. And mm-hmm. I do think that I, I, that Blake gave me a great battle, and I Absolutely. gave him one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was his first time battling, and he said he didn't want to. I asked him if he was interested in battling, and he said he doesn't want to battle a regular. A regular battler, and he doesn't want to battle a uh, a ball player or anything stunty. Okay, mm-hmm. he wanted something that was for real. And I think he really like probably opened a lot of people's eyes to how funny he is. Absolutely, that was yeah. super real. Yeah, that was. It didn't feel like a like a stunt battle at all. It felt like two people who have done this a thousand times. Right. Yeah, for rookies, you guys commanding that stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let, let me ask you this: like, how how does it differ from the actual roast? Because I know you were prepping, you were working on some rebuttals. Is he going to hit me here? You got to strategize maybe a little bit more. How was the prep process different for you? Oh, my, it was tricky because I, uh, I had to hack his computer <laughs> <laughs> and blackmail him with naked pictures of uh, no. Um, <laughs> You know, I was worried because it's my show also, and you go, oh, God, is this guy going to humiliate me on my show? This this can't end well. 
unless I demolish. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to beat him, but I have to demolish. I yeah. have to kill. And if we both kill, no one will care who won. Right. And right. that's exactly what I always tell the battlers. Mm-hmm. No one remembers if you won or lost except you two. But they remember who was funny. He was funny. She was funny. So I think Blake and I were both funny. As a matter of fact, I gave him my my winner's medal afterwards. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, the battle was over, and uh, it wasn't my idea. I was so um, in the moment, never thought in a million years about like what, what I would feel after the battle. Just prepping for the actual show was so much. But afterwards, uh, my friend Kevin came over and said, why don't you give Blake your your um, medal as Rookie of the Year. Nice. Mm. Because I said somewhere during the night that that was the best first-time battle I'd ever seen. Oh, yeah. I really, and I was honest. He's not a comic, but he's a comic. At least he is now. Yeah. And I never seen, saw anyone just exactly knock it out like that. I mean, that was a thoroughly impressive. Yeah. For a first battler. So, yeah. I made, so I made Blake Griffin the official Roast Battle Rookie of the Year. Let's take a break really quick and get into a few joke exchanges from that very epic battle between Blake Griffin and the Roastmaster General. Okay, Blake Griffin, Peter Griffin, let's roast! Um, just real quick, before we get started, I uh, honestly, I have some unfortunate news to share with you guys. Uh, after working for 24 hours straight... Jeff's makeup girl just hung herself in the back. <laughs> yes, yes, you're, you're ugly is what I'm... Blake, I'm just glad to see you healthy and ready for the season. Everybody talks about your busted knees. No one talks about that busted face. You look like Morgan Freeman bleached. It was a good shot. It was a good shot. Honestly, I feel like you could get hurt, but the only way you could get inside of a gym if you literally fucked a guy named Jim. Good luck in Detroit. <laughs> That's the whole joke. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on. Good luck in Detroit, Blake. You know what? I think you're just white enough not to get shot by the cops. But be careful because you're now the worst shooter in the most violent city in America. exactly what we wanted yeah you know nobody looked bad yeah absolutely were you nervous at all during the judging yes <laughs> really why are you nervous well because anthony changes his mind constantly so you don't know what he's gonna vote you, you know and of course he's my friend but you know it comes down to like are you gonna What's good for the show? What's good, what's a, what's funny? Mm-hmm. Like you know, is the judging going to be for real? Are they going to give Blake a favor because he's a guest or a famous person? But I think that they they voted. I think they voted the way they felt. Yeah. Um, 
But in that moment, you want you wanted to win. Like, forget all the other stuff. When it came down, when Pete Davidson's getting ready to give his decision, you wanted to win that thing. You huh? know what? It's weird. I didn't care about winning, but I did not want to lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's funny. Love that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get that vibe, like, from you. I didn't get that, like, uh, contestuous vibe. I thought you were like, hey, let's just serve the people of the Rose community. Yeah. And I thought you did that pretty well. You know, I, I, I do I do love when other people crush it, you know. I texted Ed Norton after the Bruce Willis roast. I said, you had the set of the night. And he said, you had the set of the night. And to me, that's perfect. That's when you want it to be. Look, early on in these roasts, a lot of times, whether they were on TV or the Friars Club roast, like, people would be, you're the funniest one. You were the funniest one. And I realized it doesn't, no, that's fine a few times. It feels really good. But if you want to make roasting your life, you want to be the funniest guy on a funny show. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to be the funny guy on an unfunny show. Right. So you want everyone to kill it. You know, I wrote about this and... I wrote a book, How to Bust Balls Without Burning Bridges, called I Roll Only Only Roast the Ones I Love, because you want I want other people to know how to do this and I want people to appreciate how hard it is so when they watch it, they understand it and get it. And and that's what one of the things I love about the battles every week all over the world is that um, like people are into roasting they're getting it yeah and i think that being able to do my own roast battle is just a natural progression of where i'm going all right and you're gonna uh, you're gonna get back in the ring huh i was gonna say i think if if the right person challenges me i would get back in the ring who who who, just off your head who would be a cool person for you to battle uh i don't know you tell me Mm. Boy, put it out there. Who wants to battle Jeff Ross next? <laughs> Shaq. I kind of want to see Shaq battle for some reason. I know I don't you know. do. I, I got into him twice today. Uh, Will be, Smith, I Shaq feel like. Shaq would be a good one. Yeah. We'd probably have to lower the stage to fit him under the lights. <laughs> <laughs> you got to take on Drake. I know Drake uh, is, is Drake is a the, fan. He's big in the ba- the battle rap culture. Drake is a fan. So oh, that's I, a good I think idea. he would cross over to this. That would be. <laughs> Drake would be great. You, yeah. you and Drake would be a lot of fun. Your yeah. friends with Chance the Rapper now? Would you battle Chance? Chance is funny. Chance would do well. Blake, I, I think I could see that happening. Yeah. Blake's funny. I knew he would do well. Yeah, man. And I think I He's think really Drake good. you mentioned, and yeah. I think Chance. Chance would kill it. Chance was great on SNL. Right. Yeah, yeah. True. Yeah. Kanye. Donald but I, like, I kind of like the Drake idea because he's... I mean, he's, he's one of those ugly guys that got big. And <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Drake? No, that. Shots fired. <laughs> I know he loves comedy. I know he has a good sense of humor. Jeffy, do so you love that him? would be a great one. That would be a really good one. Yeah, that would be hilarious. Uh, were you were you concerned about getting anything exposed about you know? But uh, but to answer your question, like, yeah, I want like a big fish. You know, yeah, I, I want it to be uh, another match. Okay, yeah. You versus Hillary, you versus Trump, you versus Bernie. <laughs> I roasted one of those people twice. Right. <laughs> I won both times. <laughs> Bernie, yeah, you won the presidency. <laughs> Were you concerned about anything like embarrassing you or feeling like you didn't think want anything said or something like that? Nah, I just didn't, I, I I didn't want to mess up. I wanted okay. all my jokes to hit. Um, but no, I wasn't sensitive to any. I always get. I always get a little sad when people shit on the burn. Oh. <laughs> it's the burn with Jeff Ross on Comedy Central kind of 
started to really kick the roasting thing in a high gear. I'm not sure I would have had the vision for to see roast battle through without the burn. Right. Because all the roast writers and the roast community, I knew that that could be a real thing. And 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 I had a, it was one of the best times of my life. So when they, they make fun of like the cancellation of the burn after two seasons, that one hurts a little bit. <laughs> when they call me like names and make fun of me, the way I look, it doesn't it it really bounces off. And uh, it helps when you're getting laid. <laughs> what about what about, <laughs> what about Blake? Was Blake sensitive? I know you went in on some personal stuff with him. I gave him two chances. I called him, you okay? Uh, you know, I gave him two chances to say something, and he didn't say anything. He, I think he trusted that I would take it to the line or a little past, but he also didn't want to... I also don't don't think he wanted me to hold back, because that wouldn't be fair either. Yeah. There's nothing worse than when the fans go, oh, Jeff Ross held back. Well, you took it to the line and then dunked it from there. (laughs) I got got personal at the end. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. And he took it. He took it well. It was, uh, everything rolled off of him. He felt like a real comic up there. Yeah, he, yeah. He, was, he laughed a few times. It was fun to see. And he's big, man. <laughs> did, we're all, we're did that all black. You? When I, whenever I battle somebody who's like 6'4 or above, it really throws me off during the battle. It's awkward. Yeah, um, your eyeline is all different. I've done stuff with big with big people before. I, I've roasted, you know, where Shaq was there. And I've roasted, I did an, uh, an exhibition match with The Rock once. And... You know, I played football in high school. Like, big guys don't scare me. I feel comfortable around them. Um, no, it's more like somebody that I can't... I don't know. No, I don't think that's part of it. Hmm. It's people that, are, that I think are going to be able to outwit me or know certain vulnerabilities that I don't even see. Oh, that's when I would get scared. Like Lawrence. Tony Hinchcliffe. <laughs> yeah. Those guys are for the emotions. Drake's going to find what you're secretly insecure about. That's a dude who's in touch with his feelings. you got to be careful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got to build that. I don't up. think I'll battle often, but when I do, I think it's going to be good. Yeah. Go big or stay home. Hey, review events. Yeah. Well, that's the season. Uh, who are your favorite battlers from this season, Jeff? Man, it, that's impossible, Moses. You know how it is. Like, you know, I love the losers. I can't help it. I always call them first afterwards. <laughs> um, love picking, love making the matchups. It's like being a matchmaker. Moses and I have some very, very peculiar conversations <laughs> about yeah, we people's personal business all the time. Uh, we know way too much about the comedians. Um, so I do love them all. Uh, when, when when a run like we just had in L.A. ends, it feels a little bit like the end of summer camp. It's always in the summer, it feels like. And yeah. Just when we're getting in the groove, everybody has to sort of like hug and, and tearfully say goodbye till next time. But that's the beauty of roast battle. It's a hobby. It's not our job. It's our hobby. I always tell Moses, take a week off, recharge a little bit. He never does. <laughs> but I do think that's important. Like, a roast battle shouldn't be a way of life the way it is. You know, sometimes I think we all take it too seriously. Mm-hmm. It should be a place the way it started. Tuesday, you know, just late at night to get your yayas out yeah. and have a little bit of fun uh, either to end or start the week or in the middle of the week or whatever it is for you. To me, To me, it's like... 
it, 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 it's like a, it's like a beer. You don't want to drink it all all the time, but when you do, you want it icy cold right when you want it, mm. uh, and you don't want it watered down. So, nice. uh, shout out to the fans. That shout out to Comedy Central for letting us have this safe haven of free speech and uh, and 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 a place for these great comics to thrive. And uh, thank you to the cast and. And you guys for this awesome podcast, which I've thoroughly been enjoying when I jerk off at the shower. Oh, boy. <laughs> Get that good voice, Coach. Nah, that's you, man. Well, yeah. thank you, Roastmaster. We really appreciate it. Thank you for the season. Thank you for the three seasons. And It's uh, not three seasons. Fine. We Sorry. did two tournaments. And to me, we just did our first season. There you go. It's our Hell first yeah. time. Yeah. It's our first time doing it weekly. Right. Uh, I think we understand the show better than ever. Mm-hmm. I think we're just hitting our stride now after this run of six episodes. I love that. Yeah. So let's think of it as the beginning. Okay. If you guys saw the episode last night, not only did you see Blake Griffin go against Jeff Ross, but you also saw Kirk Metzger go against Mark Norman. Both are really good battle comedians, and we have Kirk Metzger in studio. So we're going to play a really quick exchange of a few jokes between Kirk and Mark, and then we're going to come back to an interview that we did with Kirk after his battle. Also, later on, to wrap up the podcast episode, we have the resident judge, the very lovely Nikki Glazer, talking about her experience as a judge this season, how much fun she has, and what roasting means to her, and why we need it. So here's a clip between Kirk and Mark Norman. Are we ready? Mark, Kirk, let's roast! In these political times, a lot of people wonder where Kurt stands. He's actually on the left side of the human on the evolutionary chart. All right. <laughs> Kurt was the first one in his family to walk upright and march alt-right. <laughs> I mean, I have never been more comfortable standing next to the whitest medium white man who's ever lived. Even when he holds the mic, it looks like a tiki torch. You really put, <laughs> you really put the ew in the Jews will not replace us. That's true, they won't. Um, yeah. Not on Saturday, anyway. Um, all right. Although Kurt's a drug addict, he's still a great writer. He actually has an Emmy and a Grammy of Coke in his pocket. All right? And we're back with Kurt Metzger, fresh off his battle verse, Mark Normand. Kurt, yeah. how was the experience? Um, you know, just like traumatizing and <laughs> why you say traumatizing? Um, you know, I don't know why, dude. I always feel like, uh, you know what it is? I like the in the club ones feel a little more intimate. Yeah, I forget it's a crowd that doesn't know, doesn't really know you, and it throws right. me off. It always throws me off, dude. Like I'm like, oh right. Um, that's always that's like starting over again. You know? Yeah, that's why I only do it. From, like I'm friends with Mark, so I, right. I only do it with friends because I it, it would be I feel like traumatized if I didn't. You yeah. Know? Hmm. How long have you known Mark now? I guess a long time. I don't yeah. know, maybe ten years. You guys started together? Yeah, no, no, no. I started uh, with Kev. I started with Jay and Kevin Hart. Oh, Jay sure. and uh, Kevin Hart, and then. Uh, 
he kind of took off in like two years. He was like a joke. <laughs> we were like two years in comedy. I'll never forget this. We were like in a car going to some gig, and he's on the phone negotiating a college. And he's like, well, tell him I want 30 grand. This is like like m- month two. <laughs> and me and Jay were like, I think I'm getting $500 from this gig. <laughs> have thought to, fuck it, to ask for that. This was on the way to the, to the Laugh House open mic. Yeah, there's on, <laughs> it's on the way to a Laugh House open yeah. mic. Jesus. Or a, or a, a Temple Lunchroom show. <laughs> how, do, how do you feel about your uh, your performance there? Uh, I hate that I push for the overtime and then thudded with the jet. I mean, I think I got greedy, man. <laughs> I mean, usually, I mean, I think it's like it was fair and square. Like I didn't yeah. do anything like that. I just like I should have just not. I always push for the overtime thing, and I I think I was maybe ahead and didn't have to do that. Yeah. Well, analyze your opponent. I mean, like you were, uh, you guys were going back and forth. I mean, like size of his jokes to you. Like, did you respect him? You were just like, oh come on, Mark. Here are a couple good ones. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I just not anything like like both like not true. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I don't want. But I mean, I thought he had decent shit. You know, I, I, at the. Uh, also, partway through because I didn't put my shit in the prompter, I <laughs> at the overtime yeah. I forgot the one I wanted ah, to say. There it is. You push for it. I, I know it just really stinks. I have no one to blame but me, and I don't care for it. I'm looking for people to blame, and I'd, I'd like some volunteers. <laughs> <laughs> was there was there any was there anything about his attack that surprised you? Anything you weren't expecting him to to do strategically? Mm, no, I wasn't sure what you you know. I always wonder what someone's gonna do. Like, I like when mm-hmm. somebody has a joke that that gets me. Like, I really like that. Yeah. Um. I, I, I always am like disappointed if it's not like good. <laughs> like, I don't know. Right. Um. But Mark was decent. I thought. And Yamaniko, the one before, was very decent. Uh, yeah. Uh, you guys had a lot of fun that one. Yeah, that one's hilarious. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I really. You know. I mean, by the way, it's not with Mark or whatever. this was like me. I fucked up. Is the only reason I want. Wasn't as fun as you know. Wasn't anything lacking in him. It was like I fucked up. So maybe I like, thought. I mean, I thought there was also a, a different. Obviously, there's a different chemistry in those two battles when you're battling Yamanika versus when you're battling Mark Norman because they are polar opposites. Yeah, me. Well, yeah. I think there's like it's weird having two white guy energy for that. Straight <laughs> yeah. white no. male energy, right? Well, it's just uh, if the crowd doesn't know you, they just know they're not gonna. There's no way that that I should get more white guy than Mark. <laughs> Do you understand? Like Mark is literally a puppet who just came to life in a thunderstorm. Okay, like he he was Pinocchio two weeks ago. There's no way that right. I I'm the the MAGA of the two. <laughs> but you know, if you don't know, it's just like the crowd doesn't know. So it's just a different thing. Anything you anything you wanted to say in that battle that you didn't say? Oh my god! I wanted to. I, f- I got nervous and fucked up that joke, but I wanted to go when he was trying to say whatever. Like I'm a creep or whatever. I wanted to be like the only reason Mark hasn't been me too is he's just shy of the height requirement. Ooh, like, oh, yeah. good you gotta be a Z's or up. <laughs> hey, you should. Oh, I would have won the battle. Was that man. the overtime joke you forgot? Yep, man. Oh man, ah, that's a good one. Damn it, Mark. I know. Because you can't industry shit you can't really do unless they kind of know, like. It's got to be a big name. Yeah. Well, they recognize no, where the crowd yeah. gets it too, though. Yeah. The cra- yeah, like it's like I said, just like the era of one forgetting yeah. shit and then not uh, plant uh, forgetting. Because if I remember that, I'm like, oh, okay, I got yeah. this, this. Uh, 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 yeah. So anyway, uh, how was the, how was the like the experience versus you know season two? House of Blues versus this. Anything I got to do, memorize my shit for is just going to be tense until I do. I mean, right? I, but you know, it's a weird thing to say. I'm like, I don't want to be like, oh, it's like tense or whatever. Like I don't like it. It's like 
I like doing my job, but that yeah. is a tense thing always. Yeah. You know, because okay. I'm like worried. About, I, I really give a shit if it just looks funny at the end. You know, like it's not like you win. Like I don't actually win something for winning. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I just get a paycheck. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I'm not a new comic. I've seen like new comics where they're like, that's their like it's worth their, or some right. shit. Like, you know, I'm not trying to prove anything. So I'm funny up there. So so that's why I don't. You know, that's why I do it with a friend. And like, right, exactly. Right, they, yeah. They're already picking you because you're funny. Now it's just like, that's what yeah, I'm like, I mean, and I don't think they would be picking me for that anyway, for like a competent, you know, that's right. like a new comic thing to do that, isn't it? Don't you think? As it should be, probably. Yeah, yeah I don't want to come in fucking. I, I don't. I don't feel like it's even necessarily a competition. I don't know why. I know it's a competition, first but I don't two, feel like first well, two seasons were a competition because it was yeah. a tournament. Oh yeah, right. Because a tournament. Yeah, well, that's right. When there was okay, a tournament maybe, maybe. Oh, so they don't tournament. do that now. No, no, it's just one offs. Yeah. It's better, man, because uh, then it's so just so. fun. Yeah. The competition, I think, makes something like. I feel like there's just enough competitiveness where like two guys are still going at it and they want to win. But yeah, you like, don't need any prize. I mean, that's the thing. It is that comp- Mark's a competitive dude, but like mm-hmm. that's how I am. Like, like so it don't matter. You can never be above it. That I always have that feeling of like, well, I just but th- like I said, I just want a good showing mostly. But you're right. It's a it's comics are competitive, especially if they like to write jokes like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think uh, you don't need that incentive to get two comedians to try to go out there and tear each other up. You don't yeah. need to put the the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, you know. And it's I like it's it's a challenge to do it like so it's not just mean and you know what I mean. It, it's like a you know there's a real skill. Yeah. Why do you think some comics turn it down? Uh, like uh, turn the bros battle down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how come not every comic is willing to go out there and 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 put themselves? I mean, that's a lot of different reasons, man. Right. It could be one, they're afraid to do it, or two, they're they're like, oh, it's a little beneath me to do it. You oh, know, really? The same reason I wrote for the Sheen roast, and like you know, I see Charlie Sheen's family there because it's cable. That's like slumming it to them. Oh, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. it's not uh, like um, you know, it's funny as a comic, you're like, oh, this is like the <laughs> right. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we know yeah. Like, all, all we yeah, get is cable. People yeah. with a lot yeah. of yeah. stuff, like they're not looking at it like that i just really like like writing jokes and being a thing so it appeals to me you know what yeah, I mean? but it's slumming it to if you're like a star don't you think right deep no. cable deep cable it yeah. could be but then you got jeff ross battling blake yeah, griffin i think that's gonna potentially change a lot of things for it's, people but that's like what i like it's but it's still in the in the scheme i mean i don't know you asked me why comics so uh, i mean i'm like, in comics true like, true do you have I, any specific comics you're thinking about? no i'm no. just I'm like in your circles of comics patrice used to not never do the roast because he didn't know the person and he only only did the Sheen roast because he respected that Charlie Sheen gave the in- industry the finger. Yeah. And that was what he found to make it okay for him. But he wouldn't do it. He was like, I don't know this person. I'm not roasting. I don't know. It seems like like if you're a comic, right, this is the place to really display your jokes. And so it, it seems well, like... I, that I don't... I, I mean, that's not the fault of the roast, but I don't like that. that that's like, hey, this is going to be the one place. No, no, not the show. one not the one place, but it's I mean, going like, to become you, like that. I mean, like you, go out there, yeah. you go out there, you don't have to worry about what, who your rep is, what the relationship is. You're like, look, I'm bringing some jokes and you should bring your jokes I'm like well I mean that no, they're, they're sounds very, like any show yeah they're very like specific though the, to, towards one person I'm saying it, like it, it's not about you know I mean it's a subject yes but I don't think that should uh, predicate how you are as a joke writer you know what I mean especially your stand up so well, you don't think all, I'll get I'll get jokes from people. I, this is the other thing like I got any roast I've ever done for, written for a million people for roast and I've right. taken jokes so I don't have anything about like <laughs> so he gives me a good joke I'll gladly say who gave it to me I, you know, <laughs> I don't get why and be like but I don't feel maybe I don't feel like I like to prove shit with that I don't know but I, I'm surprised when people are like uh, oh Michael I remember when Lawrence I was like I don't know what battle was before they I'm like dude just let me give you a couple jokes he didn't want to take them yeah and yeah. then he lost he don't take he's them. prideful about that though yeah Mike is Mike is definitely I write my 
my own jokes. I say my own jokes is all I have. Well, <laughs> no, he, I mean, he's a really compulsive. I mean, I like that. I, I get that being a compulsive joke writer, but mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, dude, also it's a show. Like, you just, you know, whatever makes you look like. They don't give a shit about your grit. They, yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's it. I, yeah. I got nothing. Do I get it all? Do we get it all, Pat? You Not remember the battle? Yeah, no, I... Who, who would you think that I should match up against if I have to pick a, a good... Uh, oh, that's a great question. Who... <clears throat> I like you versus, like, Matt Broussard. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, that could be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Broussard, or... Broussard or is he sorry? I, I want to see you go against somebody, like, kind of hungry. And, and then, um, like, you know... Yeah, I would be, like, a good, like... I, I'm, I should be, like, a... Uh, like I said, I thought it was going to be against Brad Williams. Before, right, that'd have been fun. Robin Tram. I was like, that could be like a diversity boxing kangaroo. This, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> Rose battle the, the white guy. <laughs> Step right up. Would you battle Brad Williams? Brad Williams is really fun. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. It'd be hard. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be tricky. Um, I think going against somebody in a wheelchair is hard. Uh, who won her battle with the wheelchair? Oh, Nicole. Yeah, oh, Nicole. Yeah. I talked to both of them before too. Like, I, I think that's a tough. With the crowd of just right. out there, I think that's a tough thing. And liberal LA crowd, right? Yeah, but now in a club with your friends and everybody both knows them, not so hard. Everybody, right, right, right. Just, you gotta entertain the crowd out being too mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's ah, a tricky one, man. I like I like Joe Dosh too because that would have been your Joe's matchup great. if you beat would, Yamanika you know last like, season. Oh, uh, you know what? Joe's very funny. I would go against Joe Dosh. Yeah, I, I, like, I mean, I would ask him for jokes if I needed him for something too. So that's a good one. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> great writer. Great. Great battler. Yeah, that's, that's my vote. There you go. Either that or boxing the kangaroo, as you put it. <laughs> yeah, Robin Brand <laughs> or Brad Williams. Got it. All right. And that was Kurt Metzger talking about his battle versus Mark Norman on the Comedy Central Roast Battle Podcast. So that was our interview with Kurt Metzger. Next up, we have the judge, Nikki Glazer. Uh, she's in studio with us, and we recorded a pretty long interview. We're only going to play a handful of minutes of that interview here on this podcast, but you can get over to YouTube and you can watch the interview in its full entirety. Um, but before we do that... Keeping up with tradition, this is a Roast Battle podcast. We need to be playing Roast Battles. We're going to slip in a belly room battle featuring everyone's beloved Compton crack baby, Jamar Malachi Neighbors, going against Joe Doss. Joe Doss was on Road the Rose. He was on season two, did pretty, pretty well, uh, made it to the semifinals. So uh, uh, last year, 2017, those two met in the belly room and had a hell of a battle. So here's that battle. And then we're going to get into our interview with Nikki Glazer and probably have one more battle for you guys. So here's Joe Dawes versus Jamar Neighbors. One round five jokes. Gentlemen, who wants to go first? I'll be first, just like in America. Oh, my God. All right. Black people had such a bad year. Jamar's mother has to cook crack over a candlelight vigil. Judd told me his mom was going through chemo. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe the bitch till she slid in my DMs and asked me where I got my hair cut. Ha! Easy work. Easy work. Woo! <laughs> uh, Jamar got his second movie credit in Keanu and his first in the Looney Tunes they can't show anymore. 
That menstrual show shit, that's funny. <laughs> Nigga, you look like something Seth MacFarlane would doodle on a napkin. Jamar actually cried after Orlando because that's 49 more men who couldn't have been his father. He... He... Yeah. This nigga's still talking about Orlando because he mad they shot up his home club. Him already, Adam. Pass him. <laughs> That's fair. This man works hard. That's fair for that. Yeah. The, the difference between me and Jamar is I can't give blood, and he got his bike stolen by one of them. feel safe after telling that joke. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Uh, Joe's sitting up there with his hands on his hip, looking like the impatient guy at the glory hole. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <clears throat> all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay. Jamar was in a movie and still lives on a couch. It's like he got success and cut it with baking soda. Yeah, man. Word on the street is Joe Doss asshole so deep he farted at a poetry lounge and everybody snapped their fingers. Metal Podcast, meeting with Nikki Glazer, our permanent judge in the firing squad this season. Nikki, what was your first, what was your reaction when they asked you to be a permanent judge this season? Oh my God, I was at uh, lunch with my friends after I was doing my radio show on Comedy Central Radio. It's called You Up. Nice plug. Uh, on Sirius XM Channel 95. And um, <laughs> afterwards, we were having lunch, and I got a call from, whenever you get a call from both your agent and manager on the same call, it's either great news or terrible news. And I have a lot of heat on me now, so I was like, this is good yeah. news. So well, I, Yeah, they can't fire me again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I went out onto the street, and they asked me, they said they want you to be um, a judge on Rose Battle. And I was like, hell yes. I was very excited. And... Um, and then they told me how much money I was making, and I was like, uh, no, I was even more excited. But then they they hadn't given me the roast yet at that point, so I was like, and I was kind of waiting for that call, you right. know, um, the roast of Bruce Willis. And so I was like, oh, this probably means I'll get the roast of Bruce Willis, which di- it didn't mean that. But I was just like, I should start. Like, I, it just meant a lot to me in, in many different ways because I was like, oh, this means I'm back on board with Comedy Central. <laughs> oh. They want me. They want me back. <laughs> 
Well, even like the number one rated radio show in like the history of this other uh, station. So I mean, well, you know, it's it's I'm I'm my show is killing it, and that's radio though. But I did have a, a TV show on their network and was right. you know canceled. So two seasons it, though. Yeah, it was I mean, it, and it wasn't canceled because it wasn't good, or you know, there's lots of uh, who cares. But the, the point of the matter is, I'm back in bed with Comedy Central. We are, you know, it's like when you get back with an ex, which is all I do, and it's like that's how I feel about Comedy Central. It's like I'm like in this phase of like we're in love again, and they love me, and I love them, and we'll break each other's hearts at some point because everything comes to an end. But um, right now, it's 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 real good. You really you really like roasted. What? You really like roasting? Do I like like roasting? Like, I love it. Yeah? Yeah, because it's joke writing. It's just great joke writing, and mm-hmm. you get to be really mean, which I feel at my core I, I, I am, but I never really get to be. Okay. And, and you get to be really dark, which I, I am very uh, Why dark. do you feel you don't get to be mean? Well, I just think in normal life, I'm not a mean person. I just uh, feel like I, I like to make people comfortable and feel good about themselves, and that's kind of... Midwest charm. And I want that back at me, like just in life, but I think mean things all the time. And I'm, and also I'm constant, being a judge is amazing because I'm constantly judging people all the time. And I don't get to let any of that out. And in this role, I get to do both. You did did seem like a natural in judging people. (laughs) Oh my God, thank you. I, uh, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a talent I didn't know I I had, but I, I really enjoyed it. But I love roasting. I think I I wrote um, jokes for friends. Who have been on previous roasts Like early on when I was a young comic So I got mm-hmm. certain jokes on And it made me feel so good And really validates you as a joke writer And I think that's I love joke writers Like that's my favorite kind of comedian Is not ones that you're like Wow his performance is You know I can respect uh. a performance But the writing is always what stands out to me And that's what I like about the process So I think that's what These It's whittled down to just jokes Like yeah. joke offs It's That's what essentially what it is Mean joke offs It's awesome Roasting competition. We're here with Nikki Glazer, host of I forget which up radio podcast uh, you, radio it, show it, it is. Sorry about that. You up is the name of it. <laughs> you up. You, oh, you up. You jumped in so professionally. I did not. I just no information to come through with. Yeah. And, and you up. You should know that name. You texted every night. To different uh, <laughs> that's, that's that's probably true. Uh, <laughs> So we did, uh, we, we shot for three nights, uh, six episodes. I mean, yeah. what, what did you learn through the process? I learned, um, <clears throat> what did I learn? I learned that there's a lot of talent out there, the new talent coming up that I'm like, oh, God damn it. You know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you see the new person on campus and you're like, oh, God, they're going to eclipse me someday and I'm going to be jealous of them and all that. So I just learned that there's like so much new talent that I didn't know about. Um, you sitting right here, Pat Barker. Thank you. Hilarious. I did. I I had seen you before. I, as soon as you came on stage, I go, oh, I know that guy. But uh, going into it, I really didn't know much about you. And I'm like, oh, great. God, he's really good. And um, thank you. Yeah, it was um, it was cool to me. I made so many friends this week of shooting. Oh, nice. Like I, I come to LA. I used to live here until January, and then I moved to New York to do my show. And um, and I whenever I come back, I have like two friends here. I just like don't have any LA friends. And now after this roast battle experience, I have so many more friends, close friends I've made. Well, ones that you judge for, actually. Yeah, yeah the not, ones not that the ones I judge. But like, <laughs> I really uh, Nicole Buchanan, Buchanan, yeah. Buchanan. Yeah, 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 love her. Connor McSpadden. Um, 
I just felt like I, I, and you guys, like I, I got to know both of you. I just feel like I know so many more people, and it was just a really. I, I want to do more episodes because I loved the cast, and I loved oh. the people that hung around, and I loved the community of it. That's kind of what this is all about. It is a, uh, it's a community project. The roast. It's a great. It, it, I came up out of Philadelphia, and when I first moved out here, I didn't have any real sense of community until I discovered the roast battle. Oh. Like, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a tight group. It is, and and there's so much love there. As 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 much hate as there is there, there's so much love, and everyone. And it's you know Jeff Ross is like the nicest person ever, and takes care of other comics so well. And I think right. he's taught other comics that he's taken care of to take care of comics that follow them. And so I think it's just it's um it's, it's big, all really nice, good people. I don't think there's an asshole movement. in the bunch. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. You don't you don't you don't last if you're an asshole. If you're not fun and cool to be around, you don't you don't then we don't keep you around. Oh, yeah, we can we can attest to that. Sure. <laughs> yeah, there's a, maybe there's a couple that suck through, but like you, you get you you people get weeded their, out. They work their way out. Yeah, because everyone just, is that's life. Everyone's sweet. All you boys are so sweet, and it's oh, not that's just not stop, the norm. Yeah. Like not every young uh, male comic is sweet. A lot of them have egos, and um, oh. especially when you're battling and there's winners and losers, there can be egos, and I'm sh- that is all at play. But you all are just really kind and um, yeah. and damaged people and, <laughs> and I love you for it I think, you know yeah. what I love about roasting this is truly the thing that I, I took away from this week that I was so grateful for was that some so many of the jokes um, were written about really dark stuff you know about like your marriage is falling apart with the Sklars um, you know what I mean like I didn't know that and I'm like oh whoa they're bringing that to the forefront like or um, or you've tried to kill yourself before or you've had everybody. miscarriages like there are things that people are not talking about on television outside and especially not in a personal way right. and right. being open enough to let someone make fun of them for it I mean honestly what you're doing is groundbreaking and I sense that being there because I struggle with d- depression and um, and suicidal thoughts and all of those things and to see someone get up there and be like yeah I've tried to kill myself and now I'm going to let people make fun of me for it it's like good let's open the dialogue because there's people watching at home who have al- also have those thoughts who can't even admit it let alone make fun of it and it's just really empowering to watch someone make fun of themselves about that stuff after oh. season two I got a bunch of messages from people who have been through miscarriages and they're like they, they thought that was the the thing I got most often in terms of feedback was people being like that really took guts I can't even like come out publicly yes. with it. like my wife and I are hiding it and uh, yeah I think anytime you have something like that and you just it's empowering it is so know? important what you're doing and it's and you you've, you found a way to do it in such a fun entertaining way without getting too serious but right. you're talking about issues that literally no one else is talking about on TV and we need to talk about them you know I made a, uh, a joke on the roast of Bruce Willis about Robin Williams like not about him but you know referencing that he killed himself and then I even made a Bourdain reference at the roast battle I don't (laughs) think it'll make the air but people go oh and I go well are we not supposed to like do you he killed himself so if we don't talk about it then it's taboo and then we don't talk about suicide but if we talk about suicide and actually people who are thinking about it feel free enough to talk about it maybe they won't do it exactly so we need to talk about these things we need to make fun of them and I congratulate you on finding a really great way to do it yeah, you got a great, I think, soundbite after the uh, Yamanik and Jamar battle, which uh, comes on July 31st, Comedy Central, uh, about they, they both being molested and you were commending them on talking about it because they had to talk about it. Who talks about being molested? 
molested no one. And guess what? <laughs> I'm so grateful he does because you should talk about being molested because it's not something to be ashamed of. It's not something that you chose to happen to you. And I think so many people walk around ashamed that they were molested. It's like, what are you ashamed of? And I, I, I don't, I, I don't understand what that burden is like. But for two people to say I was molested too on national TV is. Yeah, but at so least my molester came. That was so <laughs> okay. good. Okay, so with that said, if I remember correctly, you voted for Eli, right? Uh, yes, I did. So, so now, did you vote for him just because you're commending that he's approaching that, or did you actually feel that what no, he was doing? No, if anything, oh, yeah, that, I'm sorry I didn't let you finish your question, but I, I'm... No, you're not. I, I, I am, because I do that a lot. I interrupt people, and it's I'm not nice to do. I'm trying to sprinkle funny in it. It is a podcast. But, yeah, you're right. I know. I'm not being funny. I'm just being, like, so sincere. You it's, mean, um, it's thank it. you. But I, I voted for Eli um, because he was a train wreck, and <laughs> I respected him. I respected him just yeah. blowing it. And yeah. no, no, no. I respect. No, that's that's honest. That's so. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I respected someone making the wrong choice yeah. because they felt that those were the better jokes. And I, I am someone who, when I am faced with the safer joke that I know is going to make it on TV, or the joke that's that might not and might make it so I don't get on TV, but it's a better joke. Yeah. I will go for the better joke and risk. And I'll make the. He made dumb decisions, is what I'm saying. Yeah. But he did it for the sake of the joke, and I respected oh, that. That's a good and he that's a um, he doubled down on like he he almost did the thing where he went so hard that it came back around and was funny again, but not like it was a little <laughs> it was too much. And um, like but you both had such a great showing. I and you know. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know exactly in the moment what made me do that, but I think that was it. I was just like, you're insane, and you need some someone needs to give you some credit for this because validation. Um, yeah, yeah. And that was Nikki Glazer, permanent judge this season of Rose Battle, Rose Battle podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us as we recap season three of the Rose Battle on Comedy Central. But uh, if you're thinking this podcast is about to die out, you're surely mistaken. This thing is about to kick into high gear. Now we're going to start diving into what goes on in the belly room and what's been happening in the world of roasting. We're going to be bringing in some of our favorite battlers that you guys have never heard of, talking about our favorite battles that, that really only a handful of people in the world has ever heard. This thing is about to take it to the next motherfucking level. So if you've enjoyed what we've been doing so far here and watching a TV show and following along, I absolutely guarantee you're going to love every minute of every every episode that we put out moving forward in the future. So, to give you a taste of that, we're going to give you one of our favorite battles featuring someone who you may not know by the name of Old Me Singh versus somebody that you've probably seen on the Roast Battle show, The Road to Roast, or Season 2, Leah K. Janian. They had a battle last year. It was great. We're going to play this for you, listen to it, then we're going to get out of this episode, come back next week with the first official non-recap episode of the Roast Battle Podcast here on Comedy Central. Thanks, audience. Enjoy this battle. So one round is five jokes. Awesome. Who wants it first? I'll go first. Your gentleman. Oh, me! Leah! Let's root! Leah's from Oklahoma. My God, that's a huge nose. Omid's what you get if you put Frank Castillo in the microwave and then set it to sinister. 
you're like the evil cat that we pet. Uh, Leah looks like her pussy is making the same face as her face. You know, Omid's mom actually left Iran because they made her cover her face. And then Omid was born, and she was like, oh, I get it. I don't know if that's... Leah used to have a wild side, but then she saw a dermatologist and got that shit lasered off. (laughs) Thank you, dentist who took a month off to find himself. Omid's so sleazy, his 72 virgins have probably all done butt stuff. I hope so. Leah plays softball, obviously. She likes playing center field because it gives her the most amount of space to graze, you goat bitch. Omid's a Sikh. I don't know what that is, but gross. Leah, Leah, Leah. I know you look like a bird, but don't regurgitate these jokes, please. You might recognize Leah Kajanian from Jurassic Park when she kills Newman in that Jeep. from a lifetime of walking through doorway beads. <laughs> Leah, Leah is a woman. The only way we know that is because her jokes aren't as good as mine. Omid's so hairy, he's been out of a relationship for months, and his girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend still finds his pubes on her dog. Wow. Lynn Kajanian, Omid Singh. Woo, you two. Wow. Man. These are the best battles we've ever had. These are so much fun. Even better than the TV show. It's a good show. 